whenever you're listening to this, and you know what that means, it's the WrestleWolf Wrestling Podcast. It kind of already says that in the name. I'm your host, Dr. Damien Gibson, DMD, and joining me is the King of Marks, Paulie T, to talk about all things AW Dynamite and Rampage. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, sir. I've had a very uh, fun, enjoyable week of watching the wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I mean, some amazing wrestling on AEW this week and some interesting uh, opinions about that wrestling. And, um, yeah, noticing people, I feel like the honeymoon period is over for AEW. They're starting to get some uh, real negativity from people that I don't think is warranted at all. But, anyway, it's always interesting to see when that happens uh, with artistic endeavors. Um, do you have any news or do we want to just get straight into Dynamite and Rampage? Well, I think it's probably worth mentioning that um, uh, the final final battle happened. Hmm. Did you watch it? I haven't had a chance to watch it as yet. I did not, but I, I did... Um, I did read reports and 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 uh, saw some highlights. Um, I bought it. Like, I've bought the pay per view. It's sitting on my fight account. I just haven't had a chance to watch it. Uh, so you, what? So you don't want me to spoil it for you? No, no, spoil away. <laughs> We're a wrestling podcast. We can't just sit here. <laughs> it's fine. I'll still watch it. So the Titan, uh, formerly known as Braun Strowman, appeared. Oh wow! Which is. Quite a strange choice to um, make his way onto a show that never exists, like he's never going to have a follow-up. Mm. Why would you do that? Anyway, yeah, he was there to support EC3. So I don't know if, hmm. he, has, if he has a plan to hook up with Impact or... Yeah, I don't know. I don't you know. would. Th- I mean, I keep hearing Impact is the company that Braun's going to, and you would think that EC3 would go to Im- Impact after his last run there as well. So, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the um, most relevant event I think uh, from that show was um, uh, for 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 AEW fanboys like you and me was um, <laughs> that. Um, when the Briscoes won the tag belts, they said, uh, there's no one better out there. We'll challenge to, uh, we'll open, open up a challenge to anyone, anyone at all. Lights went out, lights came on, FTR appeared. Mm. Yeah, I did see this. This got spoiled uh, by, by, by Dax on Twitter for me. Yeah. So thanks, Dax. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we assume that this means a Briscoe's AW run? You've got to think so. (laughs) Um, I I was actually surprised it didn't happen during the week. Uh, Mm. But, you know, uh, I guess there's there's a couple of other main event Dynamites left. Uh, And then, of course, we've got... uh, couple of months away we've got revolution but that is still in a march so we'll see what happens there yeah i had i just um i talked like i mean i hadn't got this from anywhere except maybe excalibur constantly saying remember what happened last year yeah. <laughs> winter is coming i had i had talked myself into a whole bunch of people were going to show up at yeah winter is coming and nah. well i certainly was Surprised, and I like being surprised that the main event, which we will talk about in detail in a minute or two, uh, went for so long. So that's really that really ate up too much time. So they couldn't really do anything else. Yeah, it felt like on both shows, though. Obviously, we'll get to it, but the sort of guest appearance, I suppose, at the end of each episode was an AEW. You know, like someone who was already on the roster. It just felt like Tony sort of doubling down on the talent that they've already got. You know, it's like, hey man, we've already got a stacked roster. <laughs> yeah. We don't, you know, I don't need to. We don't need to have Bray Wyatt or um, Kyle O'Reilly or whoever come down to make these shows 
special or important, which was kind of cool. But, you know, the six-year-old boy in me was like, yeah, I want to see Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hang on. Sorry. Look, I, uh, I, w- I was also hoping that we would see... Okay, we weren't going to see Jeff because he's got his 90-day non-compete clause. Mm-hmm. We know that. Um, but Yeah, and he's got his big rock and roll tour <laughs> that Matt keeps spooky on tour. social media. Yeah, he's, he's, he's signing autographs. Um, and we certainly weren't going to see Kevin Owens. No. <laughs> no, wow. That, that did come what? out of nowhere, yeah. What? Yeah. So, in case you haven't caught it, listeners, Kevin has re-signed for a multi-year deal, probably as uh, as estimated by um, as estimated by uh, Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer, two to three million dollars a year. Oh wow! Okay, fuck, that's huge. Yeah, <laughs> and he said on a podcast that he's been. With the company for seven years, and that is the um, the, the 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 longest stint, or the, you know, he's been with that company for the longest period of his career, of his of his career of his life. Mm. So he is now he feels like he's a WWE guy. Now I feel like that might have been a little bit coloured. Um, but because when you look back and you read or, or even, you know, hear about the, uh, multiple references that he's made in, in tweets and, and, um, other comments about how he was keen to reunite Mount Rushmore Mm. and that he was almost there and even, I mean, you said yourself that he was, he'd, 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 he'd been, Coming across on screen like he'd pretty much checked out. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you follow him on social media for the last two or three months, it was a fait complete that he was going to AEW. Yeah. I mean, just the amount of references and stuff, it was mental. So for him, for that news to drop on Tuesday or whenever it was, Monday or Tuesday, yeah, really shocked me. There's not many things that happen in wrestling anymore where I was like, where I'm like, what the fuck? So to hear that to hear that news, I I have a feeling that Kevin's riding his luck and is like, look, man, I'm the kind of guy who could get um sacked by WWE in April. You know, like because they've done it before. I mean, they signed Gallows and Anderson to a huge contract and then got rid of them six months later. So hang on. So they've got a they've got a they write their contracts so that they are allowed to end them whenever they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think he's just trying to earn the money while he can. You know, it's like, well, if, if he's there for the term of the contract, great. But if he's not, whatever. He's thought, okay, I've been offered this much and he's got in touch with Tony and Tony said, no. I can't match that. No. Yeah. He's just like, all right, cool. I'll be here for a bit longer then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the interesting thing for me about this story was um, that there is a cap for TK, that there is, uh, you know, there there is, because um, I think there's been a lot of sort of accusation, especially from Fed stands of like, oh, well, he'll just take anyone and he'll buy anyone and blah, 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 and it doesn't matter. And um, But obviously there is a point where TK is like, no, nah, I'm not paying that much for Kevin Owens, when yeah. eventually you guys will probably fire him in a year and a half and I'll get him for free. You know, like genuinely, I think that's probably the conversation that would have been had, you know. But it is, dis- as a fan, as an AEW fan, it's disappointing that we're, we're not going to get Kevin Steen. But I think we might get Sami Zayn instead. So, Right. Um, look, I haven't been watching the actual programming, but I have seen like little news updates and I've seen that um, I've seen that uh, there was a bit of a program set up between Sammy and um, 
uh, Brock, Roman. Yeah, Brock. <laughs> the yeah, dude. but it's, as usual, it, he's the comedy character, you know. I mean, like when he first came out, because David, uh, who used to do 15 Minutes of Doom with us, sent me some messages going, oh, dude, I think you'd really like the Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn stuff that's going on at the moment. So I checked it out and um, I didn't. <laughs> like because it just reminded me of the years where you would watch that you know daniel bryan have to do this stuff all the years that Sami Zayn's had to do this stuff i mean he's one of the best wrestlers going around and he comes out and brock lesnar's like who are you mm. you know it's just purposely burying well, the, the, the first <laughs> the first clip that i saw was something about um brock saying that he and sammy should be the the Canadian bros or something like that and uh, they, they should be a team together or whatever. But then later I saw another clip where he was just uh, laying knees into him while while he was in a wheelchair. So I thought, okay, yeah. rock of old. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. So just typical WWE <laughs> booking. So no. No, I, w- I would love to see El Generico in AW as quickly as possible. But anyway, look, if these guys want to stay in the Fed and earn as much money as possible, then it doesn't build my respect for them, but I can get why they do it yeah. because you're not going to wrestle forever. and um, You're going to set your family up, so you know what you're going to do. Yeah, and it seems like Kevin Owens is the kind of guy who's got a pretty strong mindset and personality and can is a bit of a locker room leader, so I don't know if he cops as much shit as maybe other people who have wrestled for the fed have Mm. um i mean that's all just hearsay but it sort of feels that way but anyway well done kevin i suppose question mark (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get into dynamite dude uh cool man it's winter is coming and we are not fucking around we get brian danielson versus the our champion hangman adam page first right out of the gate Right out of the gate, there's nothing out. Literally, just bang. Like it's Excalibur saying it's Wednesday. You know what that means, and then boom, Brian Danielson's music hits, and uh, we're right into it. Um, as far as the stories around this match is concerned, I don't know if it really got me in the Dark Order. Like Brian, I mean, I enjoyed watching Brian Danielson kick the heads in the Dark Order, but I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't emotionally motivated by the story, but. I'm really, really glad that AEW do that. You know, like when this match started and they were using all that sort of colour to fill things in, I was like, you just wouldn't get that at the Fed. You just wouldn't get, you know, Excalibur's were like, well, so remember that Brian Danielson killed John Silver and Cole Cabana and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't have a huge emotional reaction to that, but I was like, I'm so glad that story exists. They've done five weeks of storytelling to get to this point, which I think really helped with coloring what was an amazing match anyway but there was that nice little color of, of story there as well um, yeah it probably would have been um a, a bit more um it, it probably would have continued the story better if maybe they had a few of the the black and purple dudes around the ring or at least come out with with yeah. adam but yeah. i i also get that when it's a championship match they don't do any of that bullshit which i also kind of like as well yeah um but i yeah i agree with you like you know just have just have them come out all hobbled with hangman page (laughs) uh anyway i really like uh, brian so brian danielson's using the ropes consistently to avoid hangman who's all revved up and just wants to beat the crap out of him brian keeps ducking between the ropes and putting his hands up and big smiles to the camera and the crowd um, he's a baby face, though, by the way. Flipping the bird over yeah. and over again. <laughs> uh, I Just on that baby face thing that Brian Danielson keeps saying, I, I love Brian's ring gear. It's all white, maroon, and silver. Yeah. He thinks he's a baby face, you know? <laughs> like, he embodies WWE as a baby face, you know, in inverted commas. Uh, arrogant, entitled. Um, he thinks he is wrestling. You know, and it really came out in this match. I really love the way that Brian used like used every tool in the kit to to get that point across. Um, I just want to give a shout out to a man. I was watching this with my Bluetooth headphones on, so I could hear a lot more crowd and ref. Oh yeah, stuff. 
and I just want to give a shout out to the guy in the front row who said, "Come on, Brian, kill kill him. He doesn't recycle." <laughs> Uh, we're about 25 minutes into the match by here. I mean, I couldn't, I could, I mean, there was just so, I mean, this match went for an hour if you haven't watched it. So if I sat here and went beat for beat, we'd be here for an hour as well. But just some highlights. Paige's moonsault off the top rope was spectacular, the, the first one. Um, for the first time, we got the in-ring cameras really got us into the action. There was a lot of sort of gouging and headlocks and stuff on the on the ropes, and we actually got to see a lot of close-ups of that, which I really enjoyed. Hey, that, that um, gives me a, a prompt to um, ask you about this. Like the the, um, the little the little GoPro that they've got taped to one of the ring posts. Mm. It was used a bit here. I so well, yeah sorry I still don't really understand what what the purpose is I mean okay I, I understand what the purpose is but I don't think it works because the quality of the image is terrible yeah it is it is I didn't mind it in this match because they seemed to actually use it and there were a few close ups of Brian and Hangman looking really in pain yeah <laughs> but you're right I mean they barely use it it's usually only ever used when like the Bucks blow a kiss to it or yeah you know like uh, but look they're trying. They're trying different things, you know. Like, look, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, lo- I love the fact they are trying different things, um, and and praise to them. Uh, Hangman's bump uh, onto the ring apron, trying to do another moonsault, uh, was brutal. Um, then we got a, a sort of two or three minute period where we were really selling Hangman's injuries. He got uh, cut open and his shoulder, and there's a whole bunch of things going on. Um, meanwhile, Brian. Is uh, Danielson's in the <laughs> in the ring doing the jumping, jumping jacks? <laughs> uh, he threatens to do the yes chant. Everyone loses their mind. He sticks his middle fingers up at everybody instead. Um, he is a baby face, though, guys. Remember jumping um, jacks and flipping the bird over to the crowd <laughs> over and over again. Yes, he's a baby face. Wow. I also love that he came out of the baby face tunnel as well. Like he's just totally oblivious to. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, the commentary's telling a great story as well about how Silver took out Brian's knee and then we get his knee pad coming down. He's got bandages on it, so Hangman's going after his knee. Uh, what other story? I mean, there were so many different stories told here. There was a DDT by Brian onto the concrete after he'd ripped up the mat on on Paige, who sold it uh, amazingly well. That was mental. Uh, eventually, to end the match, Hangman hits two buckshot lariats and as he's crawling over to cover Brian we get to the hour countout. It gets the 60 minutes, and so there was a 60-minute um, time, time limit draw on it. Um, and that's it. Uh, I mean, Meltzer, I think uh, Brian Donaldson got his first five-star rating from, from Meltzer yesterday or this morning. Um, what? Yeah. For this match, I don't that think Brian Danielson had heard of. Oh, maybe he got his first one against Kenny Omega, as well. The draw. Hmm. He okay. never got one. He never got one in Ring of Honor. He never got one in WWE. Right. So, but I think he might have. This might have been his second. But anyway, it was a five. Uncle Dave gave it five stars. <laughs> Everybody loves it. Um, I except for Damian Gibson. Well, no, I loved it. I loved it right <laughs> up until this. Uh, the only thing I didn't love about it was that we did this finish like 10 weeks ago. Well, and if yeah. that, if Look, that um, hadn't happened with Kenny, I would have loved everything about this. We, 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 we chatted just, about this last week. I said, yeah. you know, they can't do a time limit draw because they've already done that with mm. Mike Danielson. Now, the only reason why I thought the repeat was acceptable was because it wasn't 30 minutes. Now, yeah. <laughs> so when I when I um, in, envisage a uh, and and this is this is something fresh that I love about AEW, um, just one of them, just one thing, just the one thing that I love about <laughs> <laughs> is that they have time limits. Yeah, and I normally expect that on a TV show match, it's a twenty minute or maybe thirty minutes. Pay-per-views, 60 minutes. So I mm. did not expect that on Thursday night our time or 
Wednesday night US time, <laughs> mm. we would see a sixty minute match. I just I thought just like the Kenny Omega one, which was uh, Danielson's introduction, mm. thirty minute match. Like that's and that's why I thought they couldn't do that again. And as soon as um, Jonathan, what's the ring announcer's name? Uh, oh, Justin. Justin Roberts. Roberts, yeah. Um, uh, called out, you know, that it's going to be a 60-minute match. I was just like, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I love that. I really love that. I just, and maybe I'm being spoiled. Maybe I'm being a spoiled brat. Uh, but I just was like, I, I just felt like this was, especially because it was the same wrestler as well, you know, and maybe that comes into a long-term storytelling arc. So I'm not, I'm still giving it an A yeah, minus. No. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm still giving the whole thing an A minus. You're, you're I right. Just, I, I would have given it an A plus if it, you know. You're right about the long-term story thing. I, I, I can say that for sure. This is going to be a, um, a program. I, I feel like um, unlike, uh, unlike the Federation where they, they, they do, um, you know, the, the, a wrestler, well, sorry, a superstar mm. <laughs> um, is, is against another superstar um, over and over and over again. Whereas with AEW, once they've had a match, then if they lose, then they're out and someone else is involved next time. Mm. This time, I think they're changing it. I think this is going to be a program. I think I've got the feeling that this is going to be a... Um, uh, uh, but this will probably culminate with a like a rubber match in um, in uh, March at Revolution. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope so because I really enjoy watching these guys wrestle. Absolutely. Uh, like, yeah, I know I'm going to listen back to this and be like, oh god, you're such a whinger, like to myself. But I, my, I'm just going to be honest. Like, my initial reaction was one a bit like, ah, oh. because I really, I really would have loved a winner either way. Um, yeah, and, I, I would have too. But um, you know, we 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 chatted about this, and 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 it was clear that Hangman was not going to drop the belt. Hmm. It's his first offense, massively over babyface. Tony doesn't do doesn't book his stars like this. You know, as in you know, they they lose it after a, a hmm. week or two or whatever. They have a good run. They they build them up, book them, they win, and then they. They show why they should have won by being a good champ. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I would have done differently. I, pro- I mean, I probably would have just had Hangman beat Brian after 60 minutes, you know? Like, to me, I don't think anyone is hurt if Hangman wins that Yeah, right. Match. If it's just like on, you know, 58, 55 or something like that or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. in the 59th minute yeah, or yeah. whatever. It's like he just pulled it out. So you have the exact same match. You just have Hangman manage to well, drape yeah, himself those, over. And he hit those two. Lariats, those, those yeah. Two massive, so he just um, drapes himself shots. over Brian and yeah. and he wins. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, Brian then the next week or the week after or three weeks later has all the right in the world to come back and be like, come on, man. We we fought a sixty minute, mm. absolutely match. Like you've got to give me a rematch. Yeah, you know. And because Hangman's the face, he'll go. Yeah, of course I will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, look, everybody else, and I'm still giving an A minus. I've just dropped it from an A plus to an A minus. So I'm just being a bit of a dick. But um. Um, what look, were, um, what were your highlights of this match, man? I mean, there's so many. I'd love I, to hear I, what I counted. I counted um, in pin attempts in this one: twelve from Brian Danielson, five to Hangman. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's actually a really uh, interesting stuff. Uh, <laughs> Such a nerd. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I may have missed one or two. I don't think so, though. I think it was pretty. <laughs> mm. um, and um, uh, yeah, Justin Roberts called out that. Um, uh, Danielson is 197 pounds, so lower than the uh, lower than the 205. Yeah, it's a cruiser weight. Two two nine. So okay. big, big uh, height and weight differential there. Um, those those jumping jacks and the jumping jacks and the flipping the bird. Man, <laughs> that was they they really they really punctuated the match, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I really love Brian Danielson as a heel. I mean, this heel, I was saying it last week, and I'll just reiterate it. He's so good. There's nothing he can't do. He can be the tweener, hard ass. He can be the, you know, shit eating, grin, arrogant heel. And he can be the white bread baby face. I mean, there's literally nothing he can't. Anyway, I'll shut up about Brian Dan. So, what else did you like about this match? <laughs> no, you don't need to shut up. He's he's, he's amazing. Um, he was he just he controlled the ring. He he was he basically was he was seventy five percent of this match. Hmm. Hangman did well. Yeah, he was. Great. It was it was a Danielson match. Absolutely. Um, uh, I was I was thoroughly in, um, enthralled in 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 the whole thing. I must say um, that if I was living in the States and watching TNT, I would be pissed off because there would have been, I think there were five ad breaks or six maybe even during Mm. this match. Mm. I mean, yeah, you know, they've got to pay the bills. But, wow, it would have really pulled like just, uh, uh, you just have to get a VPN and a fight subscription, right? Uh, like torn the air, you know what? What? What's the terminology? Take the air out of it, or whatever it is. Anyway, like yeah, it's uh, deflating. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it takes all the all oxygen out of it. Hyped up it. Yeah. Then, oh. hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah. And thankfully, you know, you and I um, pay for fight, and we um, get the stream, which I didn't have to watch a test pattern this week, which was good. That's good. Well done, <laughs> fight. <laughs> It's a bit weird. Louise guy. Um, look, um, uh, I'll, I, I said this last week, and I'll say it again. Uh, there were there were moments during this match where the story wasn't from bell to bell. It was actually just watching Brent Danielson's facial expressions. Mm. He's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah, he really. I mean, he's he's elevated himself and Hangman in in this match. And the belt. I mean, Taz said that on commentary that whoever wins the belt has been elevated by yep. this match, and it absolutely has. And that's why you bring someone like Brian Danielson into a fledgling promotion because that's what he can do. There was a sign that I spotted in the crowd that read, Vince ends more careers than COVID. <laughs> I wondered if you picked up on that. That guy had a whole series of signs that I thought were quite funny. It was, And they're all, like, they were also... Um, uh, like they were also sort of polite. It was like Cornette is out of touch. Yeah, there was one about uh, uh, um, Bischoff is Meltzer's Bish okay. instead of bitch. <laughs> it was all very PG and great, but he had about seven different cards that he kept throwing up. All right, he went cycling through them. Um, there was there was a point where um, Paige hit a Death Valley driver and dropped Danielson on his head, and that mm. looked really rough. But I wasn't too worried about it because I know that Danielson has done it all. He's done it all, and he knows exactly what to do, and he knows how to protect himself, and yeah. he knows, and he's and he can deal with it. And like he's been he's been you know famously out with um with neck issues. And so he knows how to protect himself, and if uh, if he doesn't, ha- if he hasn't had um, you know, like some um, build up of, of uh, muscle to to protect his neck, I'd be very surprised. Mm. <laughs> he looks amazing. I mean, like he looks the best he's ever looked as well. Like he's super cut and seems leaner than he was in WWE, and. I mean, I don't know if I'm just imagining that. But, it, Brian, if you listen to our podcast, if you could throw up your uh, fitness regime, that would be great because he doesn't drink. He's on a vegan diet. I'd love to know how he's getting enough protein to fucking build up those muscles that he's got going on there. So I um, I noted that it was like 20 minutes. shook his head like I'm a fucking idiot there, by the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to shout it out because it was hilarious. (laughs) I'm a vegetarian. My my wife loves milk so much. And I like cheese. So I I don't think we can go. Yeah, vegan, I couldn't do. Veggie, maybe. (laughs) Veggie, maybe. But vegan, definitely Uh, not. So, yeah, 28 minutes in, there was a break. 
and um, uh, Paige was bleeding and the doctor was checking on him. And the commentators were questioning why Danielson isn't attacking Paige. Because the match isn't stopped. Hmm. But he's just in the ring, soaking up some time, doing jumping jacks. Yeah. I think Taz explained that away well enough. He doesn't want to get disqualified and he's resting up. Flips the bird to the crowd. Yeah. (laughs) Stop a heel, doing more jumping jacks. And he's outside for two minutes, three minutes. Anyway, as soon as the break comes back, so they just obviously got the word from the ref. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Danielson hit a baseball slide and then a flying knee uh, on on the outside, and uh, I noticed that Excalibur called it solid contact because <laughs> it really was. Yeah, like, man, uh, he, he he was really punishing, really punishing at this point. Um, and then there was there was one little one little close up shot. Um, it wasn't from the uh, the little taped GoPro, but it was um, probably just from one of the dudes on the uh, on the on the outside with a camera on their on their shoulder, hmm. where Paige had um, you know his his little blade spot, so his blood was uh, dribbling down his forehead, and and uh, Danielson was. Pushing, pushing his head against the turnbuckle, and it was really close and high res, and it was just wow, good yeah. shot. Did you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, we we got some we got some fight forever chance. Thirty seven minutes in, Excalibur says this is the longest match in the history of AEW. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, it is. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Um, there were. Dragon screws, counters, cradles, counters, pop-up power bombs, pin attempts. It was just full on. Hmm. Tombstone. And um there was one thing I picked up uh that I, I, I really appreciated where um you know how in most I think I'd say most matches that have the spots where um they go up to the top rope in the corner mm-hmm. usually when they're shaping to do a, uh, a suplex the um let's say the uh the suplex er and the suplex e <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the suplex e <laughs> will fairly obviously like lift their feet up and get in the right position and then get ready to jump and then do the flip Whereas in this match, there was none of that shit. Hmm. Like you couldn't. They, they were. They, they were not. They were not putting on a sh- on that kind of show. No. Like it was. That was like. No, nah, I'm not going to let you do that. And it was just pounding to the guts and and uh, cantering. And it was great. I, I really enjoyed that because hmm. um. Uh. I like to. I like to make. I like to feel like it's. I like to feel like, as a watcher, as a as a as a uh, a viewer of this content, that it's a sport because I know that it's not, but we watch it anyway because we want to be f- entertained. Oh, we yeah. want to feel yeah. like that they are giving their all, and um, they're not just giving in to the story. And so, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I noticed that Excalibur is even dropping the term sport quite a bit in the call, and I really like that Excalibur. Yes, because I mean, like, who cares what other people think? Yep. Like, the presentation is for the people watching, you know. So yeah, call it a sport. You know what I mean? They're fighting for belts. They're fighting for purses. Like, it's one of the few things I agree with Jim Ross on. Like, build that up. You know, absolutely. Um, and Brian Danielson's always been really good at that. Yep. Even in WWE, he was able to make you feel like this was this is a real fight being fought by two legitimate professional fighters. You know, yeah. Oh well, look, it was enthralling. I really, I really enjoyed the whole thing. Um, you know, I, I, I was expecting some kind of angle where there was going to be either a a run-in or an injury or something else to explain the fact that Danielson didn't beat 
page. Mm. And I didn't think there was going to be a draw because they'd done that before. But yeah, I guess the I guess the sixty minute part of it cancels that out. Yeah, I guess it pushed me over the edge. Like, have you got a grade for this one? Uh, it's an A plus without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know I'm going to be on the outside looking in with my A minus on this. Uh, I, I, it's only because it was Brian Danielson again and close to the Kenny Omega. And, and I know I'm being, I know I'm splitting hairs, but um, just try to be honest. Um, but still, a superb, amazing match. I mean, like, 30 seconds before the the uh, timeout draw, I was like, I'm going to give this an A++. Like, it's like <laughs> we joked about that last week. Yeah. I'm going to have to fucking give this thing like an A++. triple <laughs> um, But, yeah, I just, I've, I, yeah, me personally, I would have put Hangman over. Um, but, you know, it's still an A-, minus, you know. Uh, Next up, we had the Super Click and Bobby Fish announce a four-way tag match uh, against the best friends on Rampage, the best friends being Trent, Chuck, Orange Cassidy, and Rocky Romero. And, uh, yeah, they will, um, they're basically saying that if they win the match against those guys, uh, they will, um, they'll smash up Sue's bidding van and, uh, end Sue's career. So uh, I didn't mind that. Uh, then we have Matt Seidel versus Wardlow. This is a squash match win for Wardlow. Uh, Spears is on the mic for some reason here. He comes out with Wardlow, tells Wardlow to pin Seidel after Wardlow's doing, um, does like three or four of his slams, his special slams, whatever they're called. I didn't write it down. Mm. Uh, Spears then hits Seidel with the chair three times, then talks on the phone to MJF, orders Wardlow to pick up some champagne. It's just just building up Wardlow for his face turn. Yeah, I, I don't know. I found the mic work really weird to me. Um, like I, I just didn't understand why Spears would be on the mic. I gave this a C plus. What did you think of this? Oh, shit. I actually even forgot to grade it. Um, That's all right. He's going to grade uh, now. Um, I will, uh, I'll go C. It's flat C. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Malachi Black, a promo introducing the House of Black and that someone has joined and they're more than a king. I thought this was pretty good. I think I gave it a B plus. Do you know who the king is in the House of Black? Brody Boy. King. Brody King. Oh, 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 hello. Yeah, all right. Fuck, yeah. that's sweet. Uh, next up, we've got Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb. Oh, sorry, Not about- can we just, just gush about the quality of that promo, though? That was so slick. Oh, I really liked it. The production it, yeah. was amazing. Yeah, and, and I, th- I... Sorry, man, you go. Oh, well, look, it's 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 one of the things that I can remember when I used to watch the, watch the Fed um, about that they would always... They were very consistent, very consistent at their pre-recorded promos. Like it was, they were always superb. Mm. Well, maybe not always, but usually. <laughs> and and this one, maybe just like just like um, MJF's when he had that little bit where he was driving a Ferrari or a Porsche or something or whatever it was in Long Island. Yeah. That was, you know, that was really slick too. But this one was even better, like much better. And, yeah, good for you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's a B plus for that one. Um, Where are we up to now? Oh, Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deep. Not a bad story told here. I don't know. It was just lacking something for me compared to the two other matches these guys had. Uh, Hikaru gets the win. Um, I gave this a B minus. Look, I had to Where watch were you this. To? I had to watch this twice um, because on first watch, uh, I felt like I was just too exhausted after watching the one hour, mm. Mm. <laughs> the one hour uh, Page and Danielson match, and so I didn't feel like I could give it enough attention. But um, on rewatch, um, it didn't actually changed that much i thought oh okay yeah that's pretty much what i remember but it, it 
it was it was more um, enjoyable, it was slightly more enjoyable. So, um, look, I'll, I'll, I'll run to the end and 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 give you tell you that I gave it a B plus overall. Um, but during this during this match, I would say that um, Excal- Excalibur was on his bloody A A A A game. He was just on fire. I mean, I, I love how he um, he is is always able to tell you like the most beautiful details about what's happening in the ring mm. and the history of the performers and. And to be able to sell what's happening, and and he was just absolutely on fire during this match. I just really was impressed. Um, uh, so, what else did I pick up there? Oh yeah, Taz said at one point um, about uh, Serena Deeb, she's very mean and evil. <laughs> now I thought, hang on, is this? Is this a little tease? Are they going to keep saying evil for a while now? Oh, for Danhausen. <laughs> Would Sheeta and Danhausen be? <laughs> well, they may. Let's see if next week they say evil during the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, it could just be a drop to to Danhausen. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I mean, I still really enjoyed it. I still thought it was a good match. It's just, I mean, the other two matches between these two were so good. Um, I don't know. That maybe it was after an hour match where yeah. it was like, eh. Look, uh, it, but anyway, it, it, it was fun. Uh, I, I need to try to stop using that word because I use it so much about watching this thing. It is fun though. <laughs> it is. Um, but uh, yeah, look, Deep's hell work was fantastic. Um, she did some mm. really creative submissions on on Sheeta, uh, especially in the corner. Um, and Sheeta had a, a really impressive uh, step up into Giri. Uh, ended up getting the win. Uh, look, it was just a just a solid match, just really solid. Nothing breathtaking, but you know, great, great wrestling. Yeah, and uh, I love seeing I love seeing ladies out there on TV screens. Yeah, that's true. Um, Next up, we had the Varsity Blondes promo. Griff Garrison tells Brian Pellman to piss off, essentially, <laughs> that he'll take he'll take on Malachi Black uh, for the honour of Julia Hart. Um, I gave this a grade of B minus, even though it was a short little segment, only because it was nice to see Griff Garrison get some airtime. Uh, it's usually always Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, and Griff's just sort of standing in the background, looking like a paddle pop lion. Um, He's going to get killed by Malachi Black next week, right? You betcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eddie Kingston does a promo for the five-man tag match. Uh, it's Eddie, so it's great. Hang on, hang uh, on, hang on. During this promo, he called Santana monkey? Isn't that a bit not cool? Uh, well, I don't. I mean, it depends on what the why he's got the nickname. Mm, okay. I don't know. I mean, if it's a nickname between them about something, I don't know. Who knows, man? I, I can't imagine that Eddie Kingston of all people would be shouting out racial slurs on. Well, I, I, I agree with you there. That I, you know, I would doubt that, but it just think I, I would also think that he's smart enough to um, be aware of the fact that that's often inappropriate to make that reference to someone. Yeah, but if it's not that, like if it's some other nickname, then you know what I mean. We don't know. We'd have to find out. Like we'd have mm. to find out what the what the meaning behind the nickname is. Um, Homework. Next up, we've got MJF, uh, who cuts a promo before his match. He calls out CM Punk's promo last week and says it was boring. And you know what? Framed by MJF, I was like, yeah, it was a bit actually. <laughs> <laughs> he says that basically CM Punk spent 10 minutes having a go at uh, another Just town's sports local, team. Yeah, local yeah. Um, which is kind of what we said on the podcast last week. Uh, says the CM Punk is the new Ryback, which got a pop from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then says that Dante Martin, I mean, MJF was on fire in this promo, uh, says that Dante Martin has the verbal <laughs> ability and oh, charisma man. of Helen Keller and Quaaludes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
And then Dante Martin comes to the match, comes to the ring, sorry, uh, and he's all pissed off because of that insult, um, which is legitimately still making me laugh. <laughs> a couple of days after watching it. Uh, MJF's doing great. He'll work here as always, blowing kisses to the crowd. He's biting Dante's little finger. Uh, there's a moment where MJF jerks off Dante's arm when he's doing an armbar. <laughs> Dante gets the uh, babyface comeback in the second half of this match. Uh, he literally stood on the rope. No, no handholds, no nothing. He just stood on the rope for, I think it was like 33 minutes or something. Anyway, uh, <laughs> just phenomenal. Uh, he's about to get the pin and then Ricky Starks comes down and uh, helps MJF put his foot on the rope. Uh, MJF um, gets the salt of the earth after that and gets the win. Then we have FTR come to the ring to lift MJF up onto his shoulders uh, the lights go dark. Sting and Darby are in the ring. So everything's starting to come together here. All the threads are sort of balling together to make a ball of story yarn. <laughs> and uh, the fight. Sting and Darby are in the ring. A fight in shoes. The crowd starts chanting CM Punk. We get CM Punk runs to the, the ring uh, with Sting's bat, which uh, as a massive Sting and CM, CM Punk mark, I came in my pants a little bit. And uh, he clears the ring, gets on the mic and says to MJF, bring your friends because next week I'm bringing mine on Dynamite. Deal with it. Uh, I really enjoyed all of this. Um, I've written down a B plus here, but now that I recount it, I might give it an A minus because I really enjoyed all of this. I mean, MJF, CM Punk, uh, I thought, yeah, I, I thought all the storytelling was really good. The match was fun. Yeah. So winter Polly, was What coming. did you think? <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, look, just before this, um, with, uh, oh, shit. No, we've already talked about that. Okay, edit. <laughs> okay, and right. So when <laughs> so when they started, um, I, uh, I noticed that um, on, the, on the graphic, uh, MJF's win-loss record came on screen, and, and, and it was 29 to 7. However, I only remember him having one loss against Jericho. I don't think he's ever lost any other match. Yeah. So they must be dark, but why I don't would think he, MJF's wrestled on dark. Why would he take a loss on dark? I, I, I don't get it. I, I'm pretty sure that Jericho was the, was the only loss. So I've um, got to look into that one. Because yeah. he, he was famously one of their... Um, one of their undefeated wrestlers for a long time. Um, when he when he came out and he was doing his promos, the uh, the crowd was yelling, "You suck! You suck! You suck!" When I first first heard it, I thought it was actually "Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you!" <laughs> but I had to listen again. I was like, "Oh no, no! I got the beats wrong there." It's actually. <laughs> and then he responds and said, "Hey Texas, your daughter swallows." Uh, Really? And there was also another line where he's like, uh, you know, I would I wouldn't be caught dead in a town like this because you don't value education and you're pro uh, he said, incest. Yeah, yeah. He said I uh, I wouldn't want to be like you because you're anti education and pro incest, yeah. In Texas. I just thought it was great. And then and then later on, um, because of the local referencing Punk came out in a T-shirt that read, get one of your own, then tell it what to do. And it was a, uh, an, uh, an, uh, like an image of uh, um, ovaries. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice. That. I was trying to read the T-shirt and couldn't work out. Exactly mm. what it was, but because uh, we we were we were uh, when I say we, my wife and I were watching, <laughs> and um, if you don't put that emphasis in the word, then you think you know get one of your own, then tell it what to do, like <laughs> as in, right. And it yeah. sounds a bit sounds a bit wrong, but then we uh, we we looked it up, and uh, or my wife looked it up, and she was like, oh, mm, okay, I support that. You can you can have one of those t shirts. <laughs> yeah, man. No, that sounds like a very CM Punk t shirt. 
to wear in the middle of Texas. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially given recent uh, events. Yeah, look, uh, I, I gave this a B for the match, and um, I think the um, the the opening the opening segment, the opening match, even though the the remainder were a bit were a bit slow, uh, well, not a bit slow, but weren't you know out of this world. Um, I, I would give the whole thing an A, absolutely for a paper, for a TV show, absolutely uh, for Dynamite overall. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to give it an A minus. Uh, I like. I thought the um, the bookends of the show were excellent, and um, it's something that AEW seemed to do really well a lot of the time. You, you know, but I mean, Jesus, I mean, it's got that. People are going to be talking about that Hangman Brian Danielson match for fucking the next fifty years. So maybe I should just give it a A. I'm giving it an A. <laughs> I'm giving the show an A as well. Uh, let's quickly go through Rampage uh, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Taz, uh, we've got um, Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends music hits after the super click come to the ring with Bobby Fish. Taz says the crowd uh, love Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends, and uh, yes, they do. It's probably about time that we got Orange Cassidy into a singles feud with someone of some importance, uh, which is happening next week. So, uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of talent in this match. There was some foreshadowing in this match of the Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole feud, which starts next week officially. Uh, Trent gets a massive pop when he gets in uh, for the hot tag. The Elite go after his neck again. Trent kicks out of a Bobby Fish pin. There's some amazing chain wrestling that follows with Trent getting the win with a strong zero on Bobby Fish. I thought this was really nice storytelling um, and a lot of fun to watch. I gave this an A-. minus. What did you think? Oh, look, I gave it an A. Um, I, I, I was uh, typical, typically when I approach these kind of matches where there are so many people involved, I'm less interested. But when you, when you, when you put competitors in there that have so much class and just show you over and over again what they can do and how much fun they can and they, they, they can have and, 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 and how experienced they are and, and how many great spots they can put together. It's just like, why not just sit back and lap it up? It was yeah. great. Brilliant. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't have to. It didn't have to actually lead to anything. It didn't have to be a like uh you know lead to a title or anything like that it was just like here's some awesome wrestling enjoy like, yeah which i did but i wow. also love that cole and orange cassidy came out of it as well which they've been doing they i mean they have been building their story for three or four weeks so um, yeah. i'm probably being a little harsh on tk there but i mean i just love orange cassidy so much and so does the, i mean this crowd popped probably the hardest for adam cole when he first came out orange cassidy and trent you know that's including <laughs> that's including the same night that we had a title match. Like the biggest pops I heard were for Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Adam Cole. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed this as well. And I didn't write many notes because I did what you said, which was I just sat back and in, enjoyed all of this. Absolutely. Um, hey, just just in case um, anyone who's listening doesn't uh, realize this, it's actually quite unusual for AEW to book a Rampage show. In isolation, normally the rampage booking happens in the same venue as Dynamite that week. Immediately after Dynamite, it's mm. recorded and it's broadcast to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, two days later. And I think they also play. I think they also often do. Dark. They do dark and elevation usually as well. Well, I think I'm not sure. Dark elevation or dark. One of them. Um, they they're now recording at Universal Studios in dark. Florida. Yeah, dark is at Universal. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So so dark elevation and then dynamite and then rampage is typically their their um, scheduling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is going to be like four hours of wrestling. If you go to a, if you were able to be in the states and go to one of these gigs, mm. it's a long broadcast. Yeah. So, you know, just to explain why you were talking about how you know the crowd was popping 
or not. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that, yeah, that really re- reiterates the point that by that stage, people had been had sat through, I mean, you know, not sat through terrible wrestling, but they had sat through, you know, three hours of entertainment. <laughs> and so they're still popping that loud when Orange Cassidy comes through. Anyway, uh, speaking of people who get uh, a reaction from the audience, Dan Lambert is back. And uh, he's on the mic. He's going Tony Khan or Tony Khan man, as he likes to call him, uh, and Cody Rhodes really hard, saying that AEW is late 90s WCW and that Cody's reality show sucks real hard. Does anyone even watch that? Which is a good question. Does anyone watch Cody's reality show? I feel like if anyone would, it would be your wife, dude. <laughs> Has she got into Cody and Brandy's? She rose to the top. She doesn't even know that it exists. But um, okay, well, let's keep that quiet because otherwise, <laughs> you'll have to start watching it soon as well. Um, Cody's music hits, and uh, then there's some microphone swapping that was some real Buster Keaton, <laughs> Three Stooges type stuff that I <laughs> that I was a little amused and confused by. Oh, I liked it, uh, and then. <laughs> Uh, Cody attacks the men of the year. They beat down Cody. Dustin Rhodes is out here because, of course, he is. Those two, they can't be separated, Dustin and Cody. Uh, He comes down for the save. The men of the year get the advantage again. And then Sammy Guevara comes down uh, for the save because he's a goddamn baby face. And then you see him mouth the words to Cody, I got you, (laughs) uh, which I thought was really good. I, I, I did not enjoy the American top team stuff i think i'm very very on the record about that um but i can see why <clears throat> dan lambert <clears throat> uh is a talent i mean he he really does get reactions from people and this is another i think this is another segment that would have been a little wibbly wobbly if he wasn't involved in it i, I thought this was good i gave it a b b a b minus <laughs> What did you think of Dan, it, Paul? Dan, Dan Labert's great. Um, look, I, I'm I'm unashamedly a a, a babyface guy. Uh, <laughs> I always uh, I'm always drawn to them, and I typically never really get into the heels. But this guy, he's a great heel manager. I mean, I suppose heel managers are easy to like. <laughs> it's like uh, Paul Heyman, for example. You know, he's yeah, fantastic. or Bobby Heenan, or yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, this guy and and um, uh, who, who's the dude that um, uh, Kenny Omega had um, just recently? Oh my god, I'm completely blanked. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm completely blanked. That no. guy with the fucking rose glasses. Oh, just keep going and say Dan Lambert. It's not. Well, everyone knows who we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, anyway he's, he's awesome too. That dude. That dude. <laughs> um. Look, uh, I, I noticed that Cody seems like his burns have healed, so that's good. Mm, so mm, I'm, mm. I'm less concerned about that stupid spot they did. Don Callis. Don Callis. That's the one. He's fantastic. <laughs> he is great. He is brilliant. Um, I mean, okay, I just thought, <laughs> just thought about this again. Like when, when I say heel manager, like, you don't have no babyface has a manager. <laughs> They're all heel managers. Yes, yes. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a heel gimmick type yeah, of manager exactly. because they cheat for you. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Or they, um, um, you know, insult people from the background and blah blah blah, whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, this, this is yeah. Overall, uh, what did you think of this one? Oh, uh, look, I didn't. I didn't bother with a grade. Move on. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll. Paul gave it a B minus as well. Uh, <laughs> next up, we had Conti versus Penelope Ford. This was a submission match, uh, which I actually really enjoyed. Really, really enjoyed this match. Yeah. Why, when I first heard why about have this. we not seen Penelope Ford doing this kind of wrestling for the last two years? Uh, well, like, good question. Yeah, right? Good I mean, question. In one match, she has seen, like she single-handedly completely changed my opinion of her. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Did I steal your thunder? Sorry. (laughs) Don't mean to jerk you off again, but you know, yeah. (laughs) Fuck it. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I, 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 like I said it this last week that Penelope Ford and, and, um, and the Bunny were the worst wrestlers on the women's roster. Yeah, I was but, agreeing with you. But that match that she did uh, just half an hour ago, whatever the fuck it was, mm. um, that's, the be- that's the absolute best that I've ever seen her perform. Well done. Uh, great. It looks like she's really putting in the effort. She's being obviously booked a bit better. She's trained a bit better. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see more of the good quality good quality performances yeah just completely out of nowhere and and i really liked how aggressive tay conti was in this match oh, ta- oh as yeah. well. look, look, don't take anything <laughs> look <laughs> i love tay conti and and she was when when this was first announced i was thinking i can't wait to see penelope ford like gasping for breath being submitted <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah because she was i found her so boring and annoying but mm. look yep she changed my opinion absolutely and i have given this a high 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 b plus 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 not not in the a range but oh i gave it an a minus no <laughs> i really enjoyed it i really really enjoy i think maybe there's an extra couple of um grades there because of how surprised i was yeah. at how much i enjoyed this you know it's one of those things where like the um you know the good wrestlers make a rod for their back because they're so good all the time and then mm. you know, this happens where for two years I've been like, why is Penelope Ford booked? Exactly. And then there's a match where this happens and I'm like, A+. plus. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. It was really great. And, Take all um, my money. <laughs> yeah, man. I just want to see more of like more of this from both. Um, we're not getting a Tay Conti heel turn at all. You know, did you get that takeaway from this match? Or is she just a hard-hitting baby not face? Not at all. No, 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 no way. She's great. I love her, and she will continue being great. Uh, we're at the end. We're at the main event. We have the five-man tag match now. Uh, Eddie walks out on the baddies while they're doing their their interview, uh, only to come back in and tell Mark Henry to wrap it up and <laughs> do your thing, uh, which Mark Henry does. He says it's time for the main event. Uh, we get a lot of brawling in this one, some nice high-flying and chain wrestling Daniel Garcia gets the win against Eddie by cheating and holding his uh, trunks. Um, then the bad guys start beating down Eddie, and then Jurassic Express come out for the save. Uh, they Jungle Boy picks up the belts and hands them over to the, the, um, the Lucha Bros, uh, setting up a uh, an angle between two babyface teams for the for the tag titles. Uh, this all felt. It was enjoyable, but it felt a bit sort of um, kids making up, sort of play fighting, you know, like, oh, my guy can do this and now I'm doing this and it felt a bit like that, <laughs> you know. didn't feel like there was a huge amount of planning in this match. Uh, I gave it a B-. minus. What did you think of this one? Oh, look, um, it was just, it was just, it was just there. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. It, it's Okay. Uh, uh, now that I think about it, I'm looking at the, uh, the grade that I gave and I think I um, maybe need to review that because I, I wrote down a B plus, but I think, uh, no, oh, fuck it. I'll stick with it. B plus. <laughs> yeah, I, that's fine. I mean, I, I just, there's, when there's those, um, it, it was interesting to see the difference between the four man tag match and the five man tag match. And that four man tag match had so much good train wrestling and sort of stories within a story in that match. This felt sort of like, oh, we'll do this and this and then we'll brawl on the outside for a bit and then we'll do this and this and then we'll brawl on the outside for a bit. Just didn't feel as thought out as, you know, it's hard when you're going up against the Young Bucks doing those kind of matches because mm. the Young Bucks are the best bookers of those matches of all time. <laughs> so, well, the, yeah. The, this match had, um, going for it, it's, it's, it's positives were the fact that it started with Santana, Ortiz, the Lucha Bros and Eddie. I'm like, even though they're on, you know, they're all on one team. Doesn't matter if they're in the match; it's going to be fun. Yeah, oh, those it was. four, yeah. those five workers are just intense. So, oh, I love all five of those guys, and I, I, you know, I really like um, the acclaimed. I think Daniel Garcia's got a lot of potential. Two I still haven't seen wrestle properly, so I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, 
I just felt like it could have been planned out a bit more, but still better than anything you'll see in the Fed by a long, long way. <laughs> hey, um, uh, you, uh, you, you, you may want to cut this out if you don't uh, want to have this go to air, but um, I, I uh, listened to a podcast from the official um, AEW Unrestricted uh, with Aubrey and Tony recently mm-hmm. with um, – uh, Anthony, no oh, shit. What's the, what's the name of the dude that's in? Um, the claimed is uh, Mac Caster and oh, Anthony Bowens. Bowens. Okay, yeah, Anthony Bowens. He was the guest, and um, I didn't know until I listened to this particular podcast that Anthony Bowens is out and proud. Yeah, yeah, and um. Made me think about um, some of the slurs that Max Caster has during his raps, and also some of the things that like Jericho had to say about American Top Team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how does how does Bowens feel about that? Yeah, well, I assume with Max Caster, they like they'd be running those that stuff past each other. But the Jericho stuff, I mean that that American Top Team feud, I hated every promo in it. I hated <clears throat> if it wasn't being uh, homophobic, it was being misogynistic. I just, it's just old man, yeah, bullshit storytelling. It doesn't have to happen, you know. Like we've seen, I know there'll be people who'll be like, "Ah, oh, come on, man, you you know, blah, blah, blah. you won't be able to tell stories. It'll get to the point where you can't tell stories. Like you don't need to, you can insult someone and not be." racist homophobic or misogynistic yeah it's really easy to do um and still be great you know i mean the best storylines in AEW so far have not touched on any of those things you know i'm thinking hangman i mean hangman versus uh kenny omega <clears throat> none of that happened at all over a year and a half or whatever so um it's just lazy it's just lazy when it happens and i hate it let's hope it uh doesn't happen again yeah. Uh, what do you think of Ramp? I really enjoyed Rampage this week. What do you think of it? Well, considering I gave it uh, an A, a super high B plus and a B plus, I guess I have to settle on a B plus. Yeah, I'm going to give it an A minus. I really, uh, which is what I gave Rampage as well, <laughs> uh, which is what I gave Dynamite. Maybe I'll give it an A plus. It's not worth an A plus. A minus, A minus. <laughs> I feel like that's my go-to on everything. Yeah, I liked it, A minus. Uh, all right, let's wrap that up there. Um, I'm going away for two weeks because it is Christmas and New Year's Eve. Uh, so Paul's going to try and put out a couple of solo episodes in my stead. Um, I really want to thank you guys for, you know, like we're on charts and stuff. That's fucking ridiculous. So uh, thank you so much for that. Um, I want to thank you, Paulie, for uh, doing this because it takes a lot of time. You got to watch three hours of wrestling, take notes, then you got to record, and it's it's a lot. So uh, thank you and Matthew for doing that throughout the year uh, at different times. Um, I really enjoyed doing this. It, you know, it. I, I love doing it with you guys. I love watching wrestling. I love talking about it. It's um, it can be such a positive thing especially if you stay away from the wrestling Twitter hashtag. <laughs> so uh, I look forward to coming back in the new year and um, talking about AEW, maybe try and do some NWA stuff as well now that they're back in uh, the uh, Georgia studios. But um, thank you for everything. You can keep helping us support the podcast by sharing, reviewing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but until next year, brother friends, from me, may your wrestling be good wrestling and good night. <laughs>